0: And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, and having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com, and let me help you rise to the top. Hi everyone, my name is Heather Havenwood and welcome to another version of Like a Boss, Insights with Influencers, Entrepreneurs, and Badasses Like You. And I'm super excited to have someone on the line that we are having a pretty deep conversation in the green room today. And we're going to be talking about three ways of spiritual transformation. So get started. So Athena Demetriosis, welcome to the interview.
1: Well, thank you so much. And I really look forward to spending some time with you and Your listeners as well. So appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about who you are. So just kind of give us an idea of who you are and what you're doing.
1: All right. Well, um, first and foremost, a soul searcher. Mm. Absolutely. A soul searcher was born that way. Can't remember ever feeling another way and always wanting to make that connection to a source, the bigger all, uh, what we feel inside of our hearts is, you know, at times as that innate sense that that does know that we belong to something bigger. So that's always been my thrust in life. My beginning uh, journey in life was a little bit difficult. I uh, was born into a, a low- an alcoholic, dysfunctional uh, family. They lost a tremendous amount of wealth. And in my youth, I was uh, repeatedly raped from the age of six to seven. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that had uh, an effect on my life it uh, caused a tremendous amount of chaos as something like that, you know, something like that would, because I believe that you deal with what you have to deal with from a child's perspective. But sometimes when you're an adult, that doesn't work anymore. And so as I grew into um, adulthood, I uh, certainly uh, began a path of uh, becoming very focused in a career of cosmetics. I worked in the, uh, film industry for over 30 years as a makeup artist. But at the same time, I had these very intense uh, a spiritual awakening that someone ran parallel with this world of, you know, the conventional career, that type of thing. And so I began exploring different modalities of healing. And I wanted to heal. I wanted to feel empowered. And so there were uh, different methods that really presented themselves to me on the path almost organically. I always pull on that thread because I always feel like there's another piece of my psyche that I'm going to get a hold of if I do that. So mm-hmm. that's basically in a in a nutshell uh, where I'm at.
0: Nice, okay. that's a uh, a big box. <laughs>
1: Is a big box. <laughs>
0: that is a big box. That's okay. Well, I'm looking at your website right now. I am within. And I love this quote. Whenever, wherever you stand, be the soul of that place. Yes. Yeah, That's, That's a great quote. That's a good quote. Um, okay. So you have a book out right now. Can you explain what that book is about?
1: Certainly. It's called Walking Between Worlds. And I really take the reader along with me on that journey of healing. And I didn't write it, Heather. I didn't write it for other people. I wrote it because I felt that it was important that I do that for myself and my own healing. But I have received such wonderful response that people are calling it raw. They're calling it authentic because I get down and dirty in the book because I'm down and dirty with my own emotions trying to understand them. Mm -hmm. So I don't couch it or make it anything different than what it was. I tapped into areas of such rage and such anger in my process of healing. I think that's normal. And through that, I, I just want people to understand if they're going through anything difficult, it's a process they'll get through. And I always say, find a really qualified therapist that can help you navigate that storm. I don't care what the experience has been, whether it's a a bad relationship, whether it's a failed business, whether it's a divorce, whether you've been sexually abused or in the Me Too movement. If you're feeling that inner tug to heal, then I feel like that is the presence of God within you that is that part of you that's saying, look, Mm -hmm. there's so much more to life that can be lived if we look behind this pain here, let's shine a light on it. So that's really been, that's that's really what the, the book has been mm-hmm. about. And so it, uh, and it also details because I do uh, have, mm, I, I have uh, led a very multi-dimensional life. I'm a medium, I'm a channel and I've had that foot in the other door as well. But I always say it's because I wanted to feel connected to the greater all. So
0: that's been the thrust so so by the way thank you for being so authentic and sharing about that oh yeah um, one of the things I think that one the listeners I always try to take the idea of view from the listeners like what they're listening for and yeah. I think that one of the things that you'll listen for and we've all heard it I think well I have anyways is like you know go to that anger go to that pain and there's you know light in, into the tunnel right I think we've all experienced that on some level but you know, the deep shit, you know, like the really deep shit. I think that our society, now this is my experience and I'm going to share my experience and I'm going to like pass the baton over there. Okay. But my experience is that if someone's angry, like the world or the people like, kind of like, okay, we'll go into your room and let us know when you're done or, okay, we're going to leave the house while you're angry or like, oh, I don't want a friendship with you anymore because you're angry
1: Right.
0: and, and and anger, I'm going to speak esoterically big here, anger is not allowed in our society. If you're, you're angry, right. you're so weird. If you're angry, you're something's wrong with you. If you're angry, it's like, it's, almost like, if, unless you're just peaceful, you know, you're allowed to hang out. If you're yes. angry, you must, and then there's other words that go along with that. Okay. But what's your experience of going through that? Because what I kind of hear through your journey is you've had to go through the anger and the pain. What's your experience around
1: specifically? Well, tapping into that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, what I did was I I worked with a, a psychotherapist. For me, working with hypnosis was the tool because my defenses were so strong. So when I went to that place, I did tap into what I had always uh, shoved down and was afraid of because as you as you so eloquently said in our society you know we're not supposed to be angry we're not spiritual if we're angry but i think it's a doorway under the right circumstances if, and especially if you're working with someone qualified it's a doorway to get through anger from what i understand is nothing more than repressed hurt that wasn't expressed at the time it happened yeah and that makes sense to me. Right. So tapping into the anger and then and that uh, certainly was uh, like some rage. It was a volcano of that, but that moved into um, some uh, tears and that moved into grief and that moved into um, loss and then acceptance and then eventually forgiveness. So I guess my my um, point that I would love to drive home for someone listening is if you're feeling that know that you're going to get through it. But if you allow yourself to explore and have, let that have its time and its space, you will automatically, if you're doing the work, you'll morph into the next phase of the healing and then the next phase of the healing and the next phase of the healing. And then I was eventually able to cross the bridge from feeling as a victim. I was able to, to truly let go of victimhood. That was something else. And then eventually really find forgiveness from my heart, not my head. It's a process. And I would say my favorite mantra, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And it always does. Put it on your wall, plaster it around. This too shall pass. This
0: is a great, this is a great, it really is a great um, statement. This too shall pass. You know, it's
1: it's my sacred mantra because I was told one time, Heather, and I I would love to share this again with your audience. if, If there's, and I know everyone, has had a lot of uh, pain in their life. I mean, the earth is not an easy place. But if one can look at it as a school and that our experiences are our school books, and if there's a pattern that's continuing to come up over and over again, look there, because there's light, there's more, uh, there is a greater uh, totality of yourself. There's another big piece of the puzzle behind the unease just have to shine a light on it a big piece and so with that something that really uh, helped me is what have I learned from it Mm -hmm. how has it served my soul how has it helped me grow and that will automatically help you feel less like the victim more like the creator of Mm -hmm. your adventure here in life so that's an important part too
0: okay let's go through those three questions again
1: what yes. are they again. Uh The the ones for what the transformation or the, the ones one you just said. Just repeating what you oh, just. Oh, okay. Uh, that is, if you look, take a piece of paper, you write down, "How has this experience served my soul? Mm-hmm. How has it served me?" And then the next one, "How has this helped me grow? How's it helping me evolve?" Basically. And then the third one is the self-responsibility because you'll be able to see it as more as your creative adventure. Now I do want to say real quick here, I had an experience when I was put under one time by Doctor Slavin where I automatically went to the other side, my in-between life before I was born, and I was surrounded by these masters and teachers, and they were showing me my life where I was going. But the one thing that they showed me was how I could change in this life. And they were showing me and kind of underscoring, it would all be depending on how I perceived to learn from my experiences, victim or creator. And that was underscored. So that was a big piece. Victim or creator.
0: So victim or creator.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we're constantly creating by, by choice, by thought. You know, nothing at
0: all. What do you you say? um, I had a situation recently that I had a friend who's going through some grief and she got really triggered, Uh you know, and she was getting mad because we triggered her and we were all just like, well, we don't mean to trigger you. You know, it's like, you know, when we yell, we all get triggered. I mean, she's got triggered and that's fine and and whatnot. Um, But then it was like lashing out on us versus like, well, we're not trying to trigger you, you know? Right. Um, so when we get triggered, what would you, you know, what is like, this whole thing is about spiritual transformation? Someone really? came to you and said, "I'm really triggered here," and you triggered me. What you just said triggered me, or whatever, you know. How yeah. would you respond, or how would you maybe do that for yourself if you were triggered by the person?
1: Oh God, <laughs> yeah, that uh, yes yeah, So there has been so much of that uh, in my life. One of the things that works for me. Is I have a plastic bat that was given to me by the Gestalt therapist years ago. I call it Batty Wap Wap, and I will I will go in my bedroom, and I will just pound pound it out. I mean on, on the bed or whatever. Get the anger out of you. You're not going to hurt anybody. It's and at least you're going to. You may cry. That's fine. You may shake. You you probably will cry. But then after that, you're gonna you're going to feel a little bit more peaceful. That would be a wonderful time to write. That would be a really good time to write to write in a journal, you know. And and what was I feeling with that anger? And if you just mm. are really authentic with it, you're gonna to get to a gem because I always say Heather that there is always a gem in the scum of any experience. (laughs) There's always a gem of any scum of any experience. Yeah. And you know, if you're willing to go in and and take the dive for it, but if something's super uncomfortable, really uncomfortable, if you find yourself getting angry or defensive or whatever, there's something there to look at. Now, sometimes these, these get uh, triggered from past lives they truly do some of these things repeated patterns usually have an origin that yeah. can have an influence in there as well, you know and uh, so that's what I would say. Just write those three things down
0: so I have a question because you seem like a very yeah. spiritual person in medium and channel. Have you done any kind of channel work or any kinds of things like this for Hollywood stars since it's, since you were in that world for so long?
1: I have
0: <laughs> I'm not going to ask you who by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm curious though. You have said that something you, you do or have done in the past. I have. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, do you find that, you know, in the world of actors and actresses, do you find that many of them and I'm paraphrasing that they feel like they're probably um, trying to heal something through their work? I think we all do, but you know, I
1: do. I I do. And sometimes I think if somebody has been really thrust into the public eye like mm-hmm. that, whether it's celebrity, whether it's what you're doing as well. Sometimes I think, in, and this is me just with the other lifetimes, sometimes I think it was at the opposite effect. Maybe they didn't have a voice or their voice was taken away from them and it's, they are now to be front and center, You know where, where uh, your point of view is being heard, where it is being honored. Yeah, you know yeah. I
0: mean? interesting. Yeah, I can recognize that I, uh, for myself. People are always amazed when I share this story, but um, I was kind of like something happened when I was like 19 months old. And so as a 19 month old infant, I just went like internal and quiet. And oh, yeah. so as a parent, most of the people, adults around me thought, oh, she's just a quiet kid. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it wasn't until I was about age six or seven that someone's like, okay, something's like go off. She's just now. She's almost like won't talk, and so I was in speech therapy from age seven to fourteen. I didn't really talk.
1: Oh wow! So,
0: I know. Now I'm, here I am, right?
1: <laughs> well, but that, uh, but that's fascinating to me. That's fascinating because I would bet you anything that has an origin in another lifetime, and because you were such a pure little spirit that rose right up to the surface, and then again you know, look at what, uh, uh, well, look at where, where you are now. Mm-hmm. And you, because you didn't have to do this, you could have shrunk. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh
0: and yeah. And there's many, times still, there's many times I still want to shrink. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I just want to go yeah. completely silent, but yeah, yeah it's seven to 14. I did, went to speech therapy. So that's why people always ask me, where are you from? And I said, Texas, and they go, you don't have a Texas That's because I, to speak savory for seven years and Diane McCanns, who you know, I saw her every week, um, she's you know, she didn't want me to talk hick, you know, but my my family talks hick. You know, <laughs> hick. I'll, hey, I can talk it if I want to, you know, but she didn't want me to have she wanted just me to articulate and speak and wasn't trying to do any kind of pronunciation or, you know, any kind of um
1: fascinating.
0: Yeah. So it's really fascinating. So wow. people so people always go, What do you mean you're from Texas? and you know if you if, where i grew up it was pretty southern you know oh, honey how you doing yeah. you know, but i don't talk, i can talk if i want to but i talk what i call neutral i don't think i have an accent um, that's no, no like, you don't
1: but that's i i find that absolutely fascinating from seven to 14. seven to 14. yeah every
0: week sometimes twice a week it depends yeah, yeah they they just put me in special ed and then they gave me a Ritalin medication when I was eight.
1: Oh God, yeah, the good old Ritalin. So what happened? I'm just really curious here. Yeah, sure. When you were um, the little baby, nineteen months. Yeah. What was there any recall of that experience at all, or was it? Yeah,
0: I've done a lot of hypnotherapy uh, around that. Personal therapy. Uh, I've done past life regression around that. Yeah yeah, there definitely was like a moment. Um, and you know, in the world there was always different worlds. So the world of what was going on in the adult world was very different than the world of an 18 month old.
1: And still being very connected to spirit, to that spirit,
0: dimension. Uh, mother, all that. So, you know, so people had their own view, the adult, the adults in my world had a particular view of like she wasn't hurt or she wasn't right. Did right? Because the situation was happening externally. But if you look how the infant grows an 18 month old, 19 month old, what's going on on that pattern, uh, I was extremely affected and no one could really figure that out until six or seven. But even then I wasn't, I still wasn't, you know, whatever dealt with it. It's only in the last like 10 years that I've really had to die.
1: it's, It's really interesting because I have found that that healing comes up when it's meant to, yeah. Because it's kind of feels to me, and I'm just going with my feeling here, sure. it feels to me like your stage is growing and it's gonna to continue to grow. So you're gonna find yourself more up front and center. It's just a feeling, I, I guess. Just, my feelings well, are thank pretty- you. It's just completely
0: oh, we should probably have a private session. This is completely opposite of what I'm um, you know trying to create, honestly. I, I want to help people, of course. But there's a huge piece of me that just wants to, you know. Yeah, but you know what? I kind of have
1: a feeling it's going to morph into something. Oh, thanks. So, yes. yeah, and uh, uh, just allowing it to morph. Mm-hmm. And, don't, you know, I, I, I feel like you've got some, and I just, again, I go with feeling. I feel like you've got some really nice surprises that are going to be coming out of left field. So your challenge here is not not if I can just go here because here we are doing this is yeah is not to define it
0: necessarily
1: Mm. uh not to not to define it because it's going to take shape and form and I I feel like it's going to be different than what you're anticipating but it's going to be enthralling and exciting
0: Mm.
1: Mm. so I'm just gonna uh put that baton back in your court there because it really yeah it really uh it it feels that way to me.
0: Thank you. I think it's fascinating. Um, I don't share that story often, but you know, the world of transformation and what you're going through, what you went through and your site I'm within, I think it is about that. It's the deeper we go, the more we, we find, you know, and uh, for me specifically, and and I want to share it with you. I want to pass back to you for a second is what I call the fifth dimension, you know, and you, you have on your, website if you go to iamwithin.com ascended masters do you mind going there for a second why do you have that on your website
1: uh because it's my life Mm. and it is what has awakened me Mm -hmm. and i have been a devout student of that for 40 years now and it's completely transformed my life because We are constantly creating. We're creating every moment. And that information uh, takes one so deep. And prior to this information being brought forth in the 30s, and this was uh, brought forth by St. Germain, students were taken into retreats. The word retreat, Heather, means mighty focus of light. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. And after a three-year probationary period, they were given that information. Cutting to the chase... Uh, St. Germain appeared to a man on Mount Shasta. And I live about an hour and 45 minutes from Mount Shasta. It's really so mystical and magical. But he said that uh, humanity had to have more than uh, human help right now. So that if they could become aware of where their individualized God presence is, we're all part of that loving consciousness. That's the highest law is love. But if we could anchor to that, and begin to turn the, through our free will because we always go to the negativity as a rule, you know, the pendulum swings and our thought process normally is, uh, you know, uh, this isn't going to work out or that isn't going to work out. There's not enough of this, not enough of that. And it, you know, it just kind of runs like a rampant dog. But he said, if you anchor to your presence and you begin to affirm it's really what you use, the two words, I am with. Mm -hmm. And so he teaches the student how to anchor to that. So that's really my joy. That's what I love to teach. I love to help light that flame in somebody else and empower them so that they can expand their light and their understanding. Every single person is unique. They all have a gift. We all have a gift to Mm -hmm. give life, And, you know, to... Again, you know, you do do that uh, healing and shine the light on that. And I want to share something because this was given to me, Heather, in the most, it was probably at the darkest moment of my life. And I want to share this for your audience. And What I would like, anyone listening, put your name in place of mine, put your name in place of mine. And this was given to me by a guide one time, and it was like, oh, my God, Um, he. He said, Athena, you are a light bearer. So I'd like you to say to yourself, Heather, Mm. I am a light bearer. And as you step forward with your gift of light to the world, first you must know the darkness and the shadows of your own. And then knowing the same, you'll find the desire to honor and to kneel before those dark places, but to see them as beautiful and divine because of your willingness to transform from that dark into the light for the world to see. Mm. Is that not beautiful? That's isn't, really beautiful. Isn't that just the greatest? I mean, I just get goosebumps again. But I think if, you know, if somebody um, can just know that no matter how painful it is, you can get through it. This too shall pass. Yeah. This too shall pass. You know. You know, what, what, when did you start down this, this spiritual journey, like really deep? When did you start? Uh, 19, 1979. Um, it was my year of awakening, and I had created, again, such chaos. In my relationships uh, with people, uh, uh, certainly love relationships, no, usually no longer than three months, uh, you know, because my heart was guarded. That's understandable. We always do that, right? Got to keep safe to where you can't get touched. So I was very uh, cold, but at the same time, I had become a workaholic and I was working in the corporate world for Revlon, you know, and so that was my focus. You know, where can I go from here? Where can I go from here? That kind of thing. Um 1979, I had three experiences hit within 24 hours. Literally brought me to my knees. I did not believe in God of any sort, had had no religious upbringing uh, whatsoever. Um, but as a troubled teenager, sometimes I would sit by a creek and write. And I would think, if there is God or a presence of something, it has to be more like this peace that I'm feeling right now, this tranquility sitting by this creek side because there's nothing in this that has fear in it or anger or jealousy, or or, it just felt beautiful. So I always kind of thought about that. But what happened in 1979, those three events brought me to my knees. And I remember saying, you know, if life hurts this bad, the cause has to lie within me. Mm. And the moment I said that, without studying anything spiritual, Heather, there was a golden ray that came into my front room and dusted everything with gold. I did not understand. It was just like you just blew a big fan of, of gold dust all over everything. Everything was came in on this huge ray. I didn't understand it. I wasn't awake. It was a very painful period. It was later down the road that I read in one of the uh, books um, of the, the St. Germain series. And I think... There's uh, several books, but it was later that I read that the color of love from an ascended master is gold. Mm. And that, and and so, and it's hard for me to talk about it without tearing up because it was so bittersweet. It was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I am so thankful. And so now, you know, that's my joy is to work with other people and help connect them inwardly. With that, that's my joy.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's pretty. That's pretty deep. But thank you for sharing that. I think that we all, you know, would love to have someone come in, and I call that you know gold fairy gold dust. You know,
1: (laughs) just yeah, like like the fairy dust. Yeah, Yeah. and you know, and I also felt it was the same with you with that experience as that little nineteen month baby, and then seven to fourteen, is that sometimes our greatest gift in life comes from honing our darkest moments yeah but if we have learned from them and gleaned what they have taught us yeah then you know we can uh, share that with with people you know with a, a my heart's just absolutely full of gratitude and i don't go back to my past i don't it doesn't have the hold on me, and I want to say one thing that I read in Course of Miracles one time. I think this was in Course of Miracles that the word forgive backwards means give for. Isn't that beautiful? What is this? What is it again? Uh, the word forgive
0: mm-hmm.
1: backwards means give for, give. Those, give for those incapable of giving, give those, yeah, give for those that are incapable. Yeah. Of you know, giving. Um, giving. Oh, wow. Isn't that beautiful?
0: Oh, that is really beautiful. Yeah, nice.
1: Yeah. And here's one more. I love words. Impossible. Doesn't say that at all. It says I am possible.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I am possible. That's true. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I like that yeah. one completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what the word is descendant the masters, um, is this a book series
1: or something? There's and okay. you know people and I can uh, your first book if you go by the volume the first three the first three uh, books the first one is called the original unveiled mysteries that's by Godfrey Ray King the second one is called the magic presence which means your magic presence your individualized God presence uh, by Godfrey Ray King and the third one is the I am discourses by Saint Germain, but uh, I would say make sure it's volume three because it continues to progress beyond on that. And so those first three give anybody the absolute tools to completely transform their life. And here's the other thing that I love about it, Heather: it will never ever take away from what anyone has gleaned in their heart has their own truth up to this point. It's only because their consciousness is ready to expand and you will always attract more information when you are at a point of expansion. Because you start questioning, you're going to attract the answer. Mm. To you. So,
0: Yeah, like why is this happening or blah da 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 Versus just expand and expand and go, what can I create here? What's next? What's the question? Yeah, and again,
1: you know, writing, how has it served me? How is the certainty? And, yeah. Because half the time, if we're feeling, let's say someone else is in our life and they are making all the choices for us, then it's impossible. And this is from the one that I channel, his name is Dr. Peoples, It's impossible to feel as if you are the creator because someone else is making that direction and those choices for you. You're kind of hanging on your coattail. Right. So if, if you move from being the passenger of the vehicle into being the driver, and how do you do that? You do that by understanding and taking responsibility, your response ability to some of your experiences. And then you own them. And he says, if you're going to feel like a victim, do a good job. That way you'll own it and it won't own you. Right. Yeah. It feels awful when victimhood owns this. But all of those events will have. If you, um, how's it served me? How's it helped me grow? Write it out don't try to be spiritual in the writing be authentic if you're pissed you're angry get pissed and angry on paper i've taken that pencil to where it's gone through five and six pieces of paper one time you know you just get angry you just need to get it out and then you know you and there's other things that one can do to transform if you're if you really do that work and let's say you're wanting uh to open yourself for more change and he says it's always the resistance to change. It's always uh, fearing change. But let's say if you live to where you can go to the ocean or a creek side or whatever, take that piece of paper, how has it served my soul, and then take it when the sun is going down, read it. You can burn it, bury it as long as it's safe, of course, to do that. And then be there in the morning for the sunrise because it's endings, it's new beginnings.
0: Mm. that's so
1: true oh my gosh yeah and that that helps you and you know and then you're there for the sunrise it's a new day it's a new beginning and you'll you'll feel you know if you do the work you feel free
0: Mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna talk about that forever I feel like I need to be a therapy session (laughs) (laughs) um so but thank you for this I just want to wrap that up but um
1: you can go, you can go, people can find you at Iamwithin.com. Iamwithin.com and my book can be ordered, you know, can be ordered through any traditional bookstore. And, uh, um, and of course it's on, uh, Amazon and, and they can, and it's on Audible as well. So real quick before you leave, um, Dr. Pebbles. 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 Yeah. Dr. Pebbles. Dr. Peebles is a spiritual philosopher, and he was a 19th uh, century spiritualist, one of the first uh, spiritualists, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he says that he has a love affair with the beautiful blue planet Earth, mm. and so, yeah, isn't that beautiful? And so I channel him, and so I, I the doc, as I call him, and he he will work very personally with uh, people, a lot of times past life stuff does come up. And what's fascinating, I get to see those lifetimes. It's like going to a movie theater and watching them come out on a black screen. But the conversation is like going into such a deep debris for me. And uh, so, and I record those for people and send them off. How
0: long um, has, have you been channeling uh, Dr. Pebbles? Dr. Pebbles?
1: Pebbles. Uh, For about, I don't know, 20, 30 years, I've lost count.
0: Was that, a, I'm sure that was an interesting experience when that first happened.
1: Yes, it was. The first time I um, ever heard Dr. Peoples was on the radio, and that was in 1982. And he was on a syndicated uh, talk radio. He was coming through a medium, his original medium back then. And I had no idea what channeling was i fell in love with him i loved his answers people could call up over the phone you just give him answers and i loved him and he had this he's known for his humor he's a big tease and uh he always says an old soul is a very slow learner that's his favorite joke <laughs> which i love but the next day i was working uh on a commercial and there was this actor we had this instant rapport and I was doing this makeup, and he says, "You know, I just had the most incredible reading by this character named Doctor Peebles." That was the next day. So there you go, synchronicity—you know—was in full motion. So I went to uh, see Doctor Peebles. The first thing he told me he says, "You need to write your life journey." And, oh wow! Uh, that, that was in 1982. It took me probably 25, 28 years because of the diversity of the experiences. Uh, because feeling like if I got it out there, I was going to be obliterated or burned at the stake or, you know, mm-hmm. all those things, the old healers that we all carry through. Yeah. And, uh, or, pers- you know, persecuted uh, uh, for speaking my truth. And because it's so raw and I do not couch anything, and that's what people are identifying with in the book. So that was a big, to to be able to do this, to be able to talk to you, that's a all of uh, this is huge for me it is
0: well i'm reading a book right now called outwitting the devil by napoleon hill and i don't know if you read that book but it's literally a conversation (laughs) with the devil and he actually had happened and that it happened and he wrote it in 1930s
1: 30
0: but you know his wife made his wife is like no you're not gonna publish that until i die well she he died first then she died and then it got passed to a cousin and the cousin didn't want it to be publish, published. And then she died in the 90s. So the book just got released in 2011 and I'm just not reading it. And I can see why it would be published in the 30s and 40s or 50s and 60s and 70s. People would think,
1: you know. Well, you know, was, but it, it's but interesting because when I think when we do our, our healing like that, I know I made a conscious decision to wrestle the demon to the mat. So I get that. And I think there's the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful in all of us. You know, I agree. I, mean, I think this particular aspect,
0: he's channeling, basically he's calling the devil or asking the devil questions. So, um, it's, you know, so oh, I, I haven't read your work, but it's pretty profound information. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, my point is that I think it's a time in our, our lives that, Work like his, work like yours, work like Abraham Hicks, you know?
1: Yes, I love Abraham. Channeling.
0: You know, uh, nowadays it's like, oh yeah, channeling. You know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I was like, what's that? You know,
1: so. And the veil is thinner. Yeah. The veil is getting thinner. Yeah. You know, it, it, it truly yeah. is. And so it's timing, it's transformation, because I also believe, Heather, I think people are having to make a decision on what rung of the ladder they're going to be stepping on.
0: Yeah, they are. Um,
1: yeah, you're either going to awaken, you know, and and to come in alignment with who you are and the universe there, or you have you have that creative ability to spiral off into another direction. Right. But I think we're really having to make, you know, what are you gonna do you can do? You can serve the dark or the light. Really, kind of comes down to that.
0: That's yeah. I love that analogy that the veil's getting thinner. It is. It
1: is. It, it is. I see spirit physically, and I've done that for a long time. And, you know, and that's because it is, you know, it, the, the veil is getting so much thinner. Mm. But I think that's also a natural evolution of our soul, is when we continue to expand, then what we think as um, uh, miraculous or whatever, that's really the way life is meant to be lived, when you have that beautiful, seamless synchronicity events come together. You know, so I always just, oh, thank you, God. I love that. Thank you so much. Bring it on.
0: Bring it on. Right. Yeah. I agree with that completely. Okay. Well, I could definitely talk to you forever. Um, oh, go check out you at Iamwithin.com. Any last words you want to share with our listeners?
1: I would just like to say that I, I love to say uh, to people, ask yourself, um, what quality about myself do I, I love, and I'm not saying like, I want to use the word love, and we're n- not using that as the big ego thing here. But everybody has beautiful qualities. So I would ask you first, Heather, what quality do you love about yourself?
0: Oh, you're putting me on the spot, girl. Um, that's good. <laughs> Wait a minute. Good. You tell right? me about this. The green room. Okay. Um, What do I love about myself? Uh, creative. I mean, it's also the one piece of me that's most challenging. That's cool. Yeah.
1: But okay, so that, and You have many. And when, again, you know, people get kind of put on the spot with that, but I, we don't mean it like the egotistical, the nar, the narcissistic, it doesn't have anything to do right. with it. No, 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 no. I think it's love. No, love yourself. What do you love about yourself? I don't think that's what, 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 what I love my courage. Yeah. Okay. And so I would ask each listener to think about that. What quality do you love about yourself? you everybody has them but what i want to say is if whether it's the kindness the goodness the creativity um the the generosity the uh ability to be an uplifter or humor or whatever those are the god qualities within each person and we're loaded with them yeah we are just able to flow forth and express okay when it's not blocked by the old human personality mm-hmm. no. So just, you know, when, when you're doing that, just know that that's that presence, that source within you that is just flowing forth and touching life, blessing life, you know, as it really, as we're meant to be and express mm-hmm. ourselves.
0: Yeah, so true. It's so true. Well, thank you so much, Athena. I really appreciate your time here. And, I really enjoyed this. It was a great conversation, and I just want to share people who where you can find Athena. It's IamWithin.com. Go check her out. She's got inter- information about Ascended Masters, Dr. Peebles,
1: right, Peebles? Yep, he's the one with the beard on the fireplace there. He's the one
0: with the beard, yep, um, and that is IamWithin.com. All right, everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. Check us out at HeatherHavenwood.com, as well as Google Play, iTunes, Roku, iHeart, Spotify, Pandora, anywhere you listen to podcasts take soon. Bye. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business? Triple your list and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, and having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to
1: CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.